When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. Eric's on like, she's going to have issues. What's up, everybody? <laughs> oh, we don't have the mics, and I said oh, mics. Shit. Woman. Oh, God. Woman. All right, what's up, people? Hello. Welcome to Relationship Not Ready. I want the record to reflect. I said it's all your fault. It's what's that T-shirt you have, Mr. Billy? It's all my wife's fault. It's all your fault. I don't think there's a shirt that says it's all your fault. Oh, but there could be. I ain't buying it. There we go. All right, what's up, everybody? So here we go, kicking us off. Uh, I hope that we have a starting question because our uh, statement, our headline is, you're not ready for a relationship. So we better follow that up with something <laughs> good here. The shady old lady is not going to let us down, I assure All you. All right, so what do we have? The one thing we're definitely not ready for is this um, episode. Theory? Yeah, apparently. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. If we're bringing you value, I always say that first and I give yeah. If previous episodes brought you more value than we've done so far, then that would be amazing. Otherwise, uh, yeah, um, we're going to Okay, so guys, here. turn on your notification because, as always, this man's extremely busy, so our schedule kind of gets all messed up. We try to be consistent, but just in case, turn on your notification. And I think we know next week it's off, right? It's, it's at a different the same. Time. Yeah, you've got a bit of fluff on your nose. Did you get it? Um, I did. Thank you. Um, okay, so let's get straight to it. Let's do the would you rather kickoff. Okay. All right, guys, answer with us live. Let's do it. I don't know where the energy is coming wow, from. I know. Was, I think it was, was like surprising. the franticness of like not being ready just gets me going. All right. Um, this, oh, we've got a fan submitted. Would you rather love it? Nice. Okay. This is from Just Michelle. Or is that Just Michelle? And she's trying to like point it off as someone else. <laughs> Would you rather be a narcissist or not know or love a narcissist who's unchangeable? Be a narcissist? Or, and not know it, sorry. Would oh, you rather be a narcissist and not know it, or love a narcissist oh, who's God. unchangeable? Oh, that man. is so horrifying. That's a really good one. I, I would <sighs> personally rather be in love with a narcissist than be a narcissist. Really? Like, I really judge myself by my ability to serve other people. Yeah. And if I were a narcissist, I just, oh, God. I, I, I really think you would have a deep, unsettling sense of unease. Mm. I don't think fulfillment is possible if you're a narcissist. I really don't. Yeah, but God, like, yeah, I mean, I guess if I was in love with someone, I could at least say, like, look, my heart doesn't rule everything. I've, you know, I know he's a narcissist and they're never going to give me what I want, so I could probably get myself out of that situation. Right. That's a tough one. All right. Going with the loved one. There it is. All right. Answer with us. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah, drop it in the comments. 
All right, fan kickoff question. This is from Omar El-Latar. I've been hustling nonstop and have stopped dating women because I'm so focused on my business and podcast. Here's my question. At what stage do you recommend me opening myself to be open to a relationship and dating? My concern is getting into a relationship when I have so much on my plate. That would, that would make holidays, birthdays, and hang out on a special occasion something I can't do. So I guess I get like, I get a little, not confused, but... If you're so, if you have your eye on the prize and you're really looking like this is my business, I'm driven. What is it that makes you feel like you need to go for a relationship? Like, is there? Do you think it's something that's missing in his life? I think it's an innate human desire to mm-hmm. connect for sure. Okay. So I think it's inevitable that people are going going to have relationships in their life. They don't necessarily have to be romantic, but I think that people do um, have a desire to connect. So I, even me, who I don't mind being alone and all of that, um, it, there's a reason that I'm married versus not being married. All so, right, so I want to give a, uh, a test question. Okay. So let's say it's the first year of Quest. Yep. You don't know if it's going to blow up. You don't know if it's going to succeed, but you're all in. You've given yeah. up your life. Would you date? And let's say you were like on the weekends, there was moments where you're like, it'd be nice to get some companionship. He, Would you date? No. But I wouldn't avoid it. I just wouldn't do the things that I needed to do to find somebody. But so, don't you think if you go out there and go on a date with somebody, mm-hmm. it's then do you put the time and effort into progressing that? That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't do that, but not like I wouldn't have some stance on it. Like in college, even then, like it was just that I didn't have the time to like pursue somebody. Mm. So, but there were a couple times where I, I did like. I remember writing a poem in my poem phase for a woman and it didn't go anywhere. So for obvious reasons, which I've talked endlessly about, um, but like I didn't pursue it. I didn't like actively try to get better or actively pursue even that woman. So it was like, if you're not putting in the energy and the effort, it's not going to happen. But I wouldn't make some grand proclamation about it. So even in the first year request, I wouldn't be like, I'm not dating anyone. I'd just be like, I'm totally focused on something that brings me a deep sense of fulfillment. I love what I'm doing. My days aren't long enough. I'm not wishing and praying like, when do I get to go home? On the weekends, like I'm so excited about solving this business puzzle. I just wouldn't be thinking about it. So that, like therein lies, like if somebody is asking this question, to me, they're saying, I want that. And so my answer to you is there, there's nothing incompatible about the two. So if you want to be in a relationship, then put the energy into pursuing it. And it's take that from your downtime. Take that from your, um, you know, whatever downtime, playtime it is, that becomes that thing. So if you're going to allow yourself, let's say, two hours of TV on Saturday and two hours of TV on Sunday, make that two hours of pursuing a relationship or something. And... I don't think many people can sustain like all grind all the time for, you know, decades on end. So it may like at the beginning of their journey, it may be several years where they're not dating. I just don't see a problem with that. So I went four years more, five years without dating, without pursuing any sort of romantic entanglements whatsoever. When you were in college. When I was in college and then for the first year after. Yeah. Um, Oh, my life isn't worse for it. Like that was just where I was at. It was what I wanted to do. I was loving what I was doing, and so uh, yeah, I don't think that's a problem. But if you want it, then go for it. Like you, yeah. we have built what we've built together. The hardest working years of my life were not the years that I were alone, was alone. It was the years that I was with you. 
So there, like, it's, I don't think it's an either or choice. I just think that if you're so way into something that you're not even looking up to do the things to be in a relationship, you won't be in one. But if you want one, carve out some period of time, whatever that is, dedicate that time to it. Know that you're slowed down by that many hours, but I, I work my face off and I still take time off to, to tend to this relationship in a meaningful way. The one thing I was thinking as you were talking though is that like I think one of the difficulties we had was that we went from being really like bonded together doing everything together to then you starting this like entrepreneur journey and then we went from like I had all your attention you were writing me poetry I had all of this and then you went to the complete other side so I actually think that that's part of what was difficult for us in that transition and there is something to like if you already are a grinder if you already are like on that path of being an entrepreneur if you already have a busy schedule like that actually may be great time to date because you're setting the standards from the get-go so it's kind of like as you start dating someone you let them know okay I'm super ambitious I don't have much time um you know you kind of lay that groundwork immediately so that five ten years down the line where you're still grinding you're still hustling you're still trying to grow this business there's no surprise and for me it really was like I think it was going from I had every ounce of your attention and utter romance like this guy was you were crazy romantic you wrote me a song and everything so and then tra- transitioning into like, you were never home. You were never home for dinner. Um, you know, when you text me, it's like one, if you're traveling, it was like one text in 24 hours. So I actually do also see a massive advantage to being already in that world of an entrepreneur, of that growth mindset, because you can, I'm just gonna repeat myself, you can lay the groundwork immediately instead of having that hurdle to go over. All right. Um, all right, so we're answering questions live, guys, so drop it in the comments and we'll get to them. All right, next question is from David Bamba. What traits identify someone as a person who should not be married or in a long-term relationship? I run multiple projects and businesses and my partner of four years wants our future to be to have me home more so we can spend more time together. But I literally have zero intention of slowing down ever. I love what I do. Should I not be in a relationship? Well, definitely sounds like you shouldn't be in a relationship with that person. Like if you guys have conflicting fundamental values and what she values is that time together and you don't want to do that and you're using very definitive language, um, then that seems like a mismatch. And neither one is right. Like you both need to really deeply Mm -hmm. internalize that. Um, Being a grinder and working your ass off like that isn't objectively right, true, or anything. It just is what you want to do. And then her wanting someone to be with her, that's not wrong. Like that's just what she wants. It's what she needs. And so you guys need to have a really open and honest conversation about what you both want. And if there's alignment and if there's the emotional connection that warrants um, finding a compromise because being in a relationship mm-hmm. is absolutely a compromise and Lisa pulled me aside and pulled me aside made it very clear at about six and a half years in to me being a full-blown entrepreneur that it was damaging our relationship and it was abundantly clear to me that my highest priority is our relationship and make no mistake as hard as I work in no uncertain terms the thing that I care most deeply about is my marriage and so you're never going to hear about us getting divorced because um, we never put the time and attention on the relationship it's just never going to happen because it, it is like last night I was working my ass off 
And I was so into what I was doing. And Lisa texted me and she wanted me to do something for her as her husband. And so I literally stopped what I was doing and I spent like 45 minutes doing the thing that she asked me to do as a husband. I, like I wasn't even conflicted. And I was like, to, to listen to your <laughs> oh, podcast. Yeah, bless you, you did. That's actually true. And I even said like, what was the word in that I said? I know how, bi- I know how. In all your free time and I know that you're bored and looking for something to do. Uh, but here's my podcast. <laughs> when listen you get it. time, listen to my podcast. But literally, I'm thinking, okay, in my mind, and actually, this is bad communication on my part, because really what I should have done is say, like, if you can do it by the end of the week, that would be meaningful. Like, almost giving you a time frame. Because I thought, bless him, like, he's probably going to forget. I'll probably have to ask you a few times. But this is my first, like, little note. And then literally within 45 minutes, yeah, you came and you, you were like, I'll just listen to it. That's true. Sorry. <laughs> but, but I was actually very surprised. I didn't expect you to do it there and then I didn't have sure. those types of expectations and I didn't feel like you were asking for that either yeah. but it it's important to remind you it's important to remind myself that my highest priority is the marriage that nothing brings me more joy and it's this weird mm. conundrum of if you ever asked me to give up the business I couldn't yeah but as long as you don't ask that and I have both it is very clear to me which one is more meaningful and so it would be easy for me to, of my own accord, when I need to, sacrifice business things to be there to support you, all of that. Um, so, but like, that's where people need to get. Like, I, I fear when people look at me, they think that business is my highest priority and it's absolutely not. It's a fundamental part of who I am, mm. but my highest priority is my relationship with you. But we've had the really precise conversation. So um, this is about moving in together and spend, you know, the rest of life. But for us, it was specifically about kids. And because we weren't, when we first met, really on that entrepreneur path. But when we started to talk about kids, we sat down and we had that very honest conversation about what does having kids look like to you? What do you want from having kids? What are the expectations you have of me? And then how do you want to be? And so we laid that all out on the line where you were like, look, I'm not going to be coming home early to take care of the kid. Like true honesty, right? How do you see being a parent? And you were like, I will always want to build a business. I will always want to be an entrepreneur. This is who I am. So if we have kids, this is what I feel like I would be okay with. And then I said, well, if we had kids, this is what I feel like we'll be okay with and what I would want from you. And we had that really real conversation when you were like, well, look, I want to be there for my kids so when I'm working the 12 14 hour days and I come home if I have 30 minutes or an hour the truth is I'm going to want to spend it with a kid because I don't want a kid to not know that they have a father and then we discuss okay but then when does that leave time for me and you and the truth is it doesn't leave a lot of time and so because we had that very real conversation we could then approach the situation about having kids saying okay is this actually right for us and I think the same thing applies for this question David is that's what you need to ask with your partner you need to sit down with them and say what are your expectations that you have of me and what are the expectations I have of you so for instance um, if you want me home every single night at 7 p.m. I'm going to be honest that's never going to happen so I need to be able to be extremely flexible there are going to be nights where I'm going to stay all night at the office can you live with that is that something that you're actually okay with because if it's yes okay we can take our relationship maybe to the next level but if it's no this is who I am and that just means that I don't think we can be together living together etc word 
Um, all right, so fan shout outs. This is from London. What's London? up, London? Wow, I want to know where in London, and this is my family, then I do know where in London. <laughs> but um, where in London and what football team do you support? Um, Brazil, New Orleans, Ontario, and Staten Island. Staten Island, that's so specific. I know, like I love everywhere it. else is like this really big that's area so cool. and then Staten it. Island. Um, all right, so next question. This comes from Jason St. Germain. I've always been pretty dependent on being in a relationship. Being alone absolutely kills me. What are some ways I could possibly be comfortable being alone? It's that need to be with someone that keeps getting me involved with the wrong ones. Man, homie, you have something for him? Go for it. I don't. That's the problem. So I've never had that. I have no experience in that. So from the outside, what that sounds like is... There's a really fascinating sensation you get when you know someone else is in the room and it quiets your internal voice. And so I always think when people have a hard time being alone, what they really have a hard time being with is their own thoughts. And it is, it is a bizarre phenomenon that I, I don't know if anyone's ever studied because I'd be so curious to know what's going on and like what part of our brain like realigns. It's so weird. But that's my guess. And so to not need to be in a relationship, I would start working on um, internally getting excited about something that you're doing, internally um, coming to grips with whatever negative thoughts that you have about yourself that's causing that cycle, um, very much feeling like you're enough yourself, mm-hmm. that you don't need external validation. I think that's really, really important. And that comes from, I think, as much as I really don't like these words, serving other people, like taking that skill set that you have and knowing that, wow, this really helps other people. Um, I think that will make you feel very secure in yourself. Also defining who you want to be and then live in accordance with that. That way, if somebody attacks you, they think ill of you, whatever, you can say, well, I've defined this. So either they're right and I want to expand my definition, in which case I'm so grateful to them to pointing a hole in my vision out so that I can correct that, or they're wrong. And I'm not going to adjust my sense of what a person should do with their time in order to encompass that. And so I'm going to ignore them. And once you have that emotional stability with yourself, I think... Never had to process through this myself, but my gut instinct is you won't be afraid to be alone. I'm going to give a weird analogy. It's kind of like, you know, where you look at like this maybe like old lady and you're like, oh, bless her. She's never going to be able to like carry those grocery bags or whatever. But then, you know, you attack her kid and all of a sudden that old lady can actually lift the car. Like that kind of... I'm so curious to know where this is going. (laughs) This is so So, random. So it's... um, So all of a sudden you find strength where you didn't realize you had. I think in relationships, when you have somebody to lean on, it's easier versus having to find the strength in yourself. Um, And the reason why I bring, I'll bring this all back around is I remember one time I was super, um, all of a sudden we were doing the photo shoot, um, the photographer was here, the team was setting up and I had massive pains. Like I was falling on the floor, it was, what, six Mm. months ago, um, hunched over, I literally couldn't move, I could barely breathe, I had so much pain and agony, and I text you. So I was upstairs, you were downstairs, um, and I text you, babe, I need you right now. And I remember thinking to myself, I need him to come up and tell me to get my ass up off the floor, and to tell me, Lisa, you can fucking do it, you can't wait. Like, I wanted that tough love from you. And I literally text him, come and I need to I need to talk to you. And I had in my head, when he comes up, I don't want sympathy. I want him to literally tell me how strong I am. And you didn't get my text. And I literally stopped and I was like, hang on a minute. But I know this about myself. Because if you came in the room and you said, Lisa, baby, come on, you can get up, you can do it. I know I would have. So I, in that moment, I was like, 
but I can do it. I don't need him. Mm. And I mean that in the sweetest way no, possible, no, yeah, right? But sure. I don't need you. I absolutely have the strength myself. And so what I did is I told myself, Lisa, get your fucking ass off the floor. Don't focus on the pain. Breathe deeply. Take deep breaths. Slowly get up and go downstairs. And I did it. And I think that's the same kind of analogy with the old woman with the picking up the car, right? It's the... Picking up the car. This escalated It's like quickly. lifting the car. You know, the women, yeah, yeah, you hear yeah, the yeah. stories of they serving the kids because right. their kids are trapped under a car. I think it's when you have to and you're tested and you don't have an out, that's when you can really see what strength you have. So in this situation, when you're in a relationship and you feel weak, right? You feel like, oh, you need someone to pick you up, but it's because you keep going back to thinking that you need that. And you've never actually said, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this myself. And all those moments where I feel like I need to be with somebody because I feel lonely or I don't feel strong enough, like just remind yourself that you really can do it. And I think that that will help make that shift of like realizing, oh wow, I actually don't need somebody. And then when you do find somebody, you're with them because you want to be versus because you feel like you need to be. There it is. Word. All right, next question. Um, this is from Sharon Jacobs. I tend to know when I need to break off a relationship, but I resist for some period of time. How can I more quickly let go and move on so I can invest in better choices? Um, I, I think the reason when. is figuring out why mm. you take a while. Like, is it because you don't want to hurt their feelings? And so it just takes you time to really get to grips with that. Is it because um, you're worried that you, you're going to make a mistake? So, hey, if I break up with them and then like a few weeks down the line, it's like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. So you're kind of testing the waters. Um, I think it's really about turning inwards and, and having the honest conversation with yourself of like why you're actually doing it. Like wh what is that gap of from when you know it to like then actually doing it? What are your, what's your thought process in that period? Stop making excuses. <laughs> Man up. Like, if, if, I don't get it. If you're in a bad relationship, I have, like, no tolerance for that. If you're in a bad relationship, I can't think of anything that would suck more life out of me than that. So, because I have zero tolerance for that kind of wasted emotional energy, um, like, recognize that that is a unique ring of hell and get out of it as soon as humanly possible. So would you, if you had an emotional reaction to somebody, mm -hmm. would you like immediately act on it or would you like take time to go, well, I need to assess, I need to... She said, I know when I need to break up with them, but yeah, I resist. That's true. That's very different than we have a problem we need to work through. Yeah. If you have a problem you need to work through, work through it. Like, you know, be an adult. It's like the bitten friends where it's like he has one argument and he thinks that means that they've broken mm -hmm. up. And she, what does she say? Like, welcome to an adult relationship. Yeah. So I'm not saying that. I'm not saying don't deal with your problems. Like, I would go to the ends of the earth right. to make sure that we resolved any issue in our marriage before I would ever result, uh, resort to that. Um, but at the same time, if I knew, like, I need out of this relationship, I would not linger. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, we're answering questions live, so put, drop them in the comments and we'll get to them. Next question is from Vanessa. Oh, dear Lord. Servid. Oh, wow. Is that really how it's pronounced? Yep. It's so many, like, There's letters. a lot of consonants. Lot of <laughs> um, Vanessa. Hi, Tom and Lisa. From past experience, I find that it takes several months after the initial honeymoon phase, phase to see the real side of someone. In building the foundation for a healthy relationship, what role do what role do trans does transparency. does transparency and intention setting play? 
you've got to be transparent from the jump. And I think one of the most important and effective things that Lisa and I ever did was because neither of us thought that the relationship was going to be long term, uh, because when we met, she legally had to leave the country in like a matter of, of like visa. six it's weeks or something. It's always a little confusing when you say that, by the way. Why? You should say because of a visa. Why? I don't, it, I don't know if it's clear. Is it clear, people? They're not sure that you're foreign? <laughs> that's, that's the issue? So, because of a visa, um, she had to leave the country. She wasn't being chased by a secret governmental agency. I'm not sure, like, what other reason someone with an accident would have to be, like, need to leave. You never know. You say legally has to. So, it's She was being deported for felony convictions. Um, So, because of a visa, she had to leave. And um, we both thought that it was going to be super temporary. And honestly, like, that's just part of my personality. But we were super upfront. And I remember thinking, I'm going to be aggressively myself. Um, I had recently discovered that writing poetry and all that just was a horrific way to um, get in a relationship. So I was taking the exact opposite tack. And I'd realized that confidence was really the thing. So I thought, okay, cool. I'm just going to own who I am. I'm going to be completely and aggressively myself. And she did the same. And because of that, we really got to know each other. And honestly, because of that, she was electrifying to me, like, because I was really seeing who she was and like the uniqueness of her personality. They didn't feel like, there's just something that we all respond to. Like, think about on social media. Oh man, you're so authentic. You're so down to earth. You're so you. I love it. Like, that's, people just respond to that shit. And so while this was long before social media came along, when you met somebody who was really who they were, it was so captivating. It's either going to be a turn on or a turn off. But when you find the right person well, and they're nice. really being who they are and you're like, whoa, like this person is way my type. Like I'm so into all the weird little nuances of their personality. Man, that's the, that's the fun of it. It's a specific flavor. Yeah. And so like they say, if you're trying to be all things to all people, you're not going to mean anything to anyone. And so we were both really being ourselves. Now, what's interesting is you say the honeymoon phase. So you're saying like in sort of creating this veneer, we both go for each other and actually get into a honeymoon phase, which has not been my experience in life, which is when you're seeing some projection of who that person is, you fucking feel it. In fact, I'm going to challenge you. Like, I'm guessing some part of you knows like that you're not being 100% authentic and that they're not being 100% authentic and that the real beauty of any relationship is totally revealing yourself and then seeing if they're into that. Now that doesn't mean like all the stuff that you feel um, that somebody might use against you. Yeah, that you don't lie about it. None of that, don't package it up in a clean way but just don't go into those areas. I wasn't like laying my soul bare. It's only partly true. We were pretty raw, pretty fast. I was gonna say, you read me poetry on the first night. Yes. So, first night. But at the same time, like I get it. There's gonna be things that- We'd gotten to that point yeah, as well. Yeah, like you're like gonna wait until, of... you're gonna wait until there's trust there. Yes. So I'm not saying that you have to like bare your soul like right on the jump, which would actually be weird. So let's talk about that. But I wouldn't, if I went on a first date now, 
I wouldn't package myself. I would be exactly who I am. I'd be like I am on camera. I am totally trying to reveal who I am. But at the same time, I don't talk about every area of my life. So if somebody that meets me online were then to really get to know me, they would see, oh, there are other aspects of his personality that, that he doesn't bring. Yeah. But the part that he shows is 100% him. And it is exactly like that on camera and off. Yeah. So that's how I would be on a date. So. Yeah, that, that is my advice. Be aggressively yourself. I remember when we went on our first date. So, like, I had turned up with very, very initially thinking, like, oh, I would still be, like, the perfect woman that someone wants to date. So, like, we went to a Chinese restaurant, which is really a bee cafe with whips in the seats. And But to be honest... Restaurant. But I, <laughs> it was a restaurant. It was not a restaurant. I, it wasn't what you what, were used to, for what sure. I love, but for though, a kid that, from Tacoma, that's what I was about that to shit say. was a restaurant. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, you didn't go, like, how could I impress her? I remember you taking me, you're like, oh, yeah, the food here is great. And when I say, guys, like, the, the place... The really bad news, I was trying to impress you. Aww. So, I just, I Aww. literally had... You're my story had, now. I literally you're had no game. my story. But I, I know what you mean, which is I wasn't putting on airs. Yes. I wasn't worried that you would think something bad of me. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's good. But anyway, so because we turned up here and I was used to guys like doing the whole shebang, right? The beautiful, expensive restaurant. Right. And here we are, we go to like a cafe and it's like Chinese with rips in the seas. But you're like, I really like their food. And it was so like sweet and genuine of you, like the way you said it. That I it was did. my favorite restaurant. Yeah, I, know. I want the record to reflect. So, so we go there and then I literally am sitting there and I'm nibbling at my food. Like I'm like taking a tiny little bite. I'm really thinking that this is what a guy wants. Like he wants a woman who isn't a pig. Like I got a big appetite. Sadly now I, it's a whole different story, but I got a big appetite. And so we turn up and I'm nibbling and I'm like, oh, I can't ask for this. I shouldn't finish my food. I shouldn't like, you know, like I should probably have half of it. And it's like, oh, maybe I probably should have a tiny bit less. I don't want him to think that I'm like a greedy pig. And then by the end of that, we literally went to another event and it had like a buffet. And I was like, screw this. I'm freaking hungry. I'm just going to go and, <laughs> you know, you're. The I literally was like, like, oh, I'll have some bread. It's like, oh, no, well, I shouldn't be picky. But no, She's actually saying to, all of this out loud, I am by the actually way. end up saying this out loud. So this is my thought process. I should, I should have some bread. I'm really hungry. No, no, no. I don't want to. Okay, I'll just have a piece. Well, no, no. My plate's a little full. And I was like, literally, screw it. I'm going to have a freaking piece of bread. I don't care what he thinks. I grabbed bread. And you were just laughing at how indecisive yeah, I was. Yeah, minus the like, I don't care what he thinks. That was all out loud. It was. I'll have. No, no, no. Yes, actually. No, no, no. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> this is utter madness. But I was I in absolute hysterics. But what I love I could not believe it. But what I love is I was so comfortable in being that weird that weirdness in front of you. <laughs> you were sketching like out between there. like, I feel like I can really be myself, but wait, no, I'm not actually <laughs> sure. It was so funny. Oh my God. But, and the poor waiter was like, uh, but what I love do you is, want the bread? But what I love is that you laughed. Oh, absolutely. Like, the fact that he wasn't like, this chick's weird. Like, it's all these tiny little things that made you you. So that when we started to really develop our relationship, it was like, oh, yeah, those times where I was acting, like, totally indecisive and I was speaking out loud. And, Which, like, he was laughing and he found it endearing. So, I was, like, those little things you don't know if you can't be yourself, right? If you're trying to pretend, if you're trying to be someone else, like, all these little weird things about you that will come out... How is the other person going to respond? And the fact that you just giggled and the fact that you like just made fun of me, you're like, oh, are you sure? Are you sure you want that piece of bread? Like, it was like, I just, one of the most, yeah, that evening, I mean, we, I totally fell for you. We were 
together for like what eight hours nine hours mm. at night and we just it was so amazing and i think it was largely because we were just so real and honest with ourselves uh, with each other and i'll give you the words to put on your fridge the goal is not to be in a relationship the goal is to be in the right relationship mm. there it is fridge huh all right so we've got a would you rather segment all right guys answer with us drop it in the comments below as i read out loud um and i don't know what's coming up so these are all new to me too and <laughs> would you rather have an entrepreneur partner who never succeeds or a partner with a steady but mundane job forever so i'm going to cheat a little and say whatever makes them happy so i'll put that like just out there okay so put that in your side now let's say that they'd be happy for with both I would say an entrepreneur partner who never succeeds. Easy, 100%. So they're happy either way? Yes, because it's the path. Well, so I'm not going to make that caveat because I'm going to say that I think it is far better to try and fail yeah. than to never try the thing that you want. But that's what I'm saying. You'd rather but you're I'd... saying they're going to be happy either way. So then I would say then take the job. There's no stress. And that's what you would rather than me. If you weren't going to be stressed, 100%, except for the fact that we're building something together. So then the together mm. becomes the important part. But anyway, I'm just not going to... Well, I guess... This not in the question. Okay, but my, my thing with, with the reason why I said the uh, entrepreneur, though, is because you have such a fire when you talk business, when you do things business, whether it's content or whether it you know, doesn't have to be specifically business. But right, when but you, what if I was just as on fire for my mundane job? That's what I'm saying. So don't make them equal because to me, one is like it's safety because in one, let's say they're crushing it. They're doing a great job, but it's mundane. Mm -hmm. They're not like feeling alive. It's not igniting them, which mm -hmm. is admittedly is my bias, right. right? Like I hear the word mundane, first of all. And second, just like being in yeah. your normal nine to five job. And I think there's no fulfillment there. Yeah. Whereas over here, you may not succeed. And I think that the in fact, most, just like statistically speaking, most entrepreneurs don't succeed. So I don't even, I don't value myself for the success. I value myself for the attempt. Yes, right, exactly. But I guess what I'm seeing in this here is, um, let's say there's a couple out there watching right now, yeah. and the guy or the girl is starting a business on the entrepreneur path and they're working a lot. Mm -hmm. Now there's no guarantee they're gonna succeed, none at all. So let's say they've been, in, they've been doing it for three years, four years, and their partner's like, okay, like it doesn't look like they're gonna succeed, and now I'm giving up time with them, I'm sacrificing, but they're not succeeding and they keep trying. Um, would you want them to go to a mundane job or to keep trying? I would want them to keep trying if that's what keeps them alive, right? If that is what gets the spark going. Like if you were turned around to me and said, you know what, babe, like we may have to like keep bouncing back and forth, selling a house, moving, changing cars. You're going to have to watch the budget all the time. Um, so you know what? I, I just want, I'm going to put that aside and I'm going to just take a nine to five. Like I would try and persuade you otherwise because I see you alive when you do things that you're passionate about. And I think that that's where people, what I love about this question is really ask yourself that question, ask your partner that question. Like, would you keep supporting the partner if they kept succeeding, but they wanted to be an entrepreneur, even though it was affecting you personally? Or would you try to persuade them to take a nine to five? To me, it's what makes that person happy. If it's the entrepreneurship, then go for it. Even if that means we struggle for the rest of our lives because you don't succeed. Yeah, I totally agree. That's why, to me, it's a hard question to answer when you say they're going to end up happy either way. Mm -hmm. Because I think 
I'll use the word fulfillment instead of happy, yeah. but... Yeah, all right, fulfilled. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was a long answer, but... There it is. Um, would you rather not understand your partner's thinking or not be understood? Ooh. I'll tell you right now, Ooh. I couldn't not be understood. That would drive me nuts. Well, especially for what you do, I think that that's really... It's like part of the business. Would you rather not understand? I'd rather not understand. Yeah. Because I can keep asking questions until I get there, but not being understood, it's hard for me to understand. It's hard for me to understand what that person's missing out of what I'm trying to explain. Make sense? Yep. That's your no, but just move on. No, not really. (laughs) Would you rather let a business disagreement seep into your relationship, or or let a relationship disagreement seep into your business? That's a good one. Um, I think far better, especially in our situation, far better to let a business disagreement seep into our relationship than the other way because every time you and I are colliding as husband and wife, it makes everyone so fucking uncomfortable. So it's just such bad mojo for the team Mm. that that, that's just bad news. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And because also with business, actually, I find it easy just to like shut it off. So if we have a business disagreement and it's like on a Friday, I would just be like, all right, switch it off. Um, We're going in as husband and wife now. I don't get much time with you. So I'm so not going to let this one issue that's at work affect mine, your lovely weekend that we have together. So literally, I'll just switch it off because it's not as emotional for me, I think. Totally get that. Um, All right. So back to fan questions. This is from Tyler Wall. What is the best way to establish good and productive habits together so you can compound the results? Wow. Other than the gym, we don't really have habits together. Good and productive habits together. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, so here are the habits that, and even the gym, we happen to share. Bedtime, I think, is a very important habit to share with your partner. It's interesting because I think you mean intimacy and proximity more than. No, actual, like going to bed at the same time. Yeah. Explain. Don't you think that? I thought you did because the other day you were like. Because I mean intimacy and proximity. I don't think of it as a habit, I guess. Oh. Like, if if it were off every night by three hours, eh, as long as we go to bed together. Oh, sorry, that's what I mean. Going to bed together, like having a habit right. of going to bed together yeah. versus a habit of a specific time. Gotcha. But, like, for me, that is so important to what you said, like proximity. Um, I just like to rest my head on your your chest before I fall asleep at night. Mm. So if I didn't have that, like... Night overnight overnight that would really affect me. So I think that making that a habit to always try to go to bed together is very important, at least for me. Yeah, it's interesting. I I totally buy into your definition now. That wasn't how I was thinking of a habit, um, but you're absolutely right. So if we're defining it as anything that you do um, on a consistent basis, mm. then definitely spending time together is huge. Communication is huge. Um, a big thing though I think is for us not to do certain things together like we've become like I used to want to eat dinner with you every night and eventually it was like you're like look I've got got to work like I don't have time to sit at a table and eat dinner so we actually changed that habit that we did together to going okay you eat when you need to eat I'll eat when I need to eat don't put importance to it like let's just um, be more productive in what we're trying to do because I like to sit down yeah, I don't have a good answer. I've never thought through this. Like, I'm deeply unsatisfied with my answer right now. Um, I don't think you've given an answer, have you? Sort of. 
But yeah, I, I, I'm going to think out loud for a second. And this is roughly what I think about um, this. There are, I don't know that habits as a couple are that meaningful. I think that there are certain foundational things that are critical. Hmm. You need time together, whether you make it a habit or not. So at some point during the day, you need to really connect or week, however you want to think about it. You need to, like, with a, a high enough degree of frequency to be deeply meaningful, you need to have time where you come together, you connect, you understand what the other person is um, going for, their hopes, their dreams, things that are exciting them, things that are terrifying them. You need physical intimacy. You need to, uh, literally, in a relationship, you need touch. You need connection. You need eye-gazing. Like, like, basic shit that I would say isn't even necessarily, like, something that we build into a habit, but I don't know if you remember this, not too long ago, I said, I need to look into your eyes more yeah. because I, that was making me feel disconnected. And I was just like, what, what is it that I need? And I was like, fuck, I need to stare into her eyes. As dumb and weird as that sounds, like I need that like way intimate thing that I only have with you where we can break the um, space which is like a thing. This other day, this woman came up to me when I was at that event and she like broke my space and I was like, ah. Uh, like it felt so uncomfortable to have somebody even just like a couple inches too close. Mm. But with you, it's energizing and like I need it. And when I go too long without like anyone else in the company right now, this distance from them would freak me the fuck out, right? We'd both be like, uh, like until you reestablish that distance, right? But with you, I feel more relaxed. So, but that's, to me, that's not a habit. Mm. So my habits are the gym is the first thing I do when I wake out. Then I meditate. Then I think a tape. Then I read. Like, then I do important things, right? Those are my habits. But I don't, I, you don't occupy the same neuron for me in terms of habits. Mm. So, yeah, that, that's the like thinking out loud. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I used to love having habits and rituals. And over time, I realized that actually that was, um, conf what's the word I'm looking for? It was like locking you into like this box because you were like, oh God, okay, she wants to have a shower with me on a Sunday. She wants to have breakfast with me on a Saturday morning. Like all these habits that I actually loved and it was like a ritual to me, realize that you're like, oh, but babe, like if we had a shower together on a Sunday, it actually breaks my rhythm of when I'm trying to read. And so I've then adjusted the habits that I have enjoyed. So interesting though, and this may be why my answer is so terrible. You actually like the habits, 100%, the routines, 100%. the like, she wants to sit at the table, Saturday specifically mornings. the table on a Saturday morning. Yeah. It's like there are very ritualized elements for you, mm -hmm. which we've never we've talked about, but it's never really hit me that for you it's, it is the routine of it. It's the habit of it. It's the predictability of the time and yeah. the place, and because which know, doesn't turn me on at all. But I think the reason why is because I know that if it's a Monday or a Thursday or whatever day, and I haven't seen you, I mean, literally last week, I think, God, we may have had one conversation as husband and wife in the entire week. Entire week. You were traveling. Monday through Friday, you mean, right? Until the weekend, yeah. yeah. Um, but then you were gone on Sunday. So, and I, I don't know my point with that. But um, 
Oh, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? That last week we、oh, only had one conversation.、You. So in knowing, like on the Monday, on the Tuesday, on the Wednesday, I haven't even seen you. We didn't go to bed together at the same time. You were getting home late. You were traveling. I knew in my mind it doesn't matter, Lisa, because you're gonna have breakfast with him on Saturday. Wow. Like it's, it's that very like important for me to realize it doesn't. I don't have to feel like, oh my God, I'm not going to see him. I, that neediness that I think I would have had, I've really like had these markers that are like, you know what? It doesn't matter because I'm going to get that one hour where we get to sit at the table together, full on engaged with each other. And so for me, that habit、um, is actually very relaxing for me because then I don't wonder like, when am I going to see him? Like, when are we going to do anything together? And、I've never really thought about it. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, like this is super question, interesting. It actually really did like、mm. reveal something that I didn't realize why that was important to me. Yeah, and I realize you're fighting upstream because I don't think of it like that. Yeah, but at least if we communicate, because you, you still have breakfast with me at the table on Saturday morning, even when you know we're crazy busy and、mm. like you'll be very sweet about it. So,、Word. all right, guys. So we actually have to end slightly yeah, early today, so we've got、here. one more question.、Um, okay. So, oh god, last question. And before I say the question, actually, we're gonna have to answer fast. Yes. Okay, we'll answer fast.、Um, if this episode brought you value, guys, please, please do share. I can say it now because it's at the、can、end of the、indeed. episode.、Um, it's really meaningful to us if you guys share it. Our goal is to reach more and more people,、um, spreading the word of relationships and relationships while being entrepreneurs and being married and working together and all the things that I think so many of you guys are. Facing and we're facing, so please, please press that share button. Share the love.、Um, all right, now onto the last question. Carolina Wilk, what do you still learn about each other? Well, that was a perfect example. Just that's now, actually a really. Which you、yeah. just learn about each other about the habit is what actually allows me to be more relaxed about not. And can I use a different word? Yeah. The routine. Routine. Really prefer routine to habit. For this, yes,、Why? it's interesting. Habit habit occupies some weird neuron in my brain, which has to do with you are making it a habit because it has some sort of empowering quality, and you need that rhythm of it happening. Whereas routine to me is like at this time I do this, and like there's、um, it's the the structure of your day、hmm. versus the the act. But I'm not even sure. Like that just makes me understand. I'm not sure that it's correct. But here's the thing: I'll use the language that, like, really resonates with you. So yeah, habit to me. Routine almost falls goes a little too like unemotional, though. Yeah. Like it's the routine. We have breakfast together. It's like that doesn't.、Fit. Habit to me is specifically work. It's the things that I do to optimize my life. All right, so we're going to analyze habit and routine, and then figure out the right. But here's the thing: we do this, and this is a glimpse into our real lives because I want to use the word that is going to encourage him to have breakfast with me、mm. on Saturdays. So if you don't like the word habit, the last thing I'm ever going to do is say, "Hey, baby, should we do our habit of having breakfast together?" Like you'll be like,、hmm. "Like that emotion won't sit、right. well with you." But I want to use the right word that's going to get that little tickly feeling. You'll be like, "Ooh." Yeah, totally. So if I have to use the word routine, routine it is. But I'm with you. Routine doesn't. I don't love it. All right, let's、we'll、come up with another、it. word. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Forgive me for having to wrap a little bit early,、um, but so grateful for you guys joining us and sharing the life out of this. Yay! And by the way, I would be shocked, but if there are any comic book fans watching, this weekend we're going to be at the WonderCon in Anaheim, or I should say, I'm going to be there. She'll be in and out,、uh, but going to be there. So if you're a comic book fan, come talk to us about what we're doing on that side.、It、would be amazing to share and let you guys know what we're up to. Super excited.、Uh, we're Booth fifteen o two.
Yeah, buddy. 1502. All right, guys, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Peace out. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.